just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your day is going well. It's going to be another busy one. They're going to get back to voting in the House of Representatives. Now, in uh, the earlier podcast today, I promised you that Ed would be back on the show. It's been a while. Got the holidays and all this shit. So hopefully after this, neither one of us have any excuses and we can get together more frequently. But, Ed, thanks for coming back. It's been a while. Yeah, and, um, you know, not much happened. <laughs> no, nothing's happened. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I, I kept my eye on it. I haven't commented much except on uh, Twitter. I throw some. I'm trying to push the envelope on there and see what I can get away with. And so far, uh, so far, I haven't been sanctioned. <laughs> well, well, given Which, the fact that you live in small-town Tennessee, right. you're probably not walking down the street proclaiming liberal ideology not so much no as a matter of fact uh that's kind of why i keep it to my first name and don't name exactly where i am although it's easy for people to figure that out uh there's several folks who listen to the podcast that i'm friends with now on twitter and facebook and so forth who wow good uh track me down that way which is always great and uh um i i hope to keep that going and um you know, if we can cross platforms a little bit, so much the better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm on a bunch of different platforms. I've focused more so on uh, on TikTok and the podcast because that's really where my strength lies. But but it's good to get out there and expose yourself to many, many people. I, I know you had trouble with that a while back, but <laughs> we straightened yeah. that out. <laughs> yeah. Exposing yourself, we mean publicity-wise. Right, exactly. Not yeah. not atomically. Um, so, so as you said, there's a lot of things going on. Of course, the hot button today is the Republicans, for whatever reason, are having a hard time electing a Speaker of the House. As we're recording this right now, they're going to start the seventh ballot. Kevin McCarthy has lost six ballots. Mm -hmm. Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat, has got the most votes in each ballot. And the the MAGA fucks put somebody up every different every time, and they've never got more than 20. So nothing's really changing in these votes. Um, Were you a little surprised that it went past six votes? No, I was not. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm not even sure they're going to be able to do it with the, the seventh one. He's given them all kinds of concessions, but I don't think they're really looking for concessions. I think they're looking to disrupt. Uh, maybe they're looking to get on committees so they can be heard and seen more often. But uh, I think it's really more than, and I don't believe this is uh, their own idea. I don't think any of these people are smart enough to do that. I think they get their marching orders from higher up. Uh, from the uh, the oligarchs, the corporate heads, the all of the one percent that want things to stay pretty much as they are, except they want to have even more control. They want to get rid of quote entitlements right. and, and really have a servant class again, like they had pretty much up until uh, the Great Depression. 
Um, that's what we had, and um, um, we can talk about that at some point. But the uh, that's what they want back. That's what they wanted back for a long time. And you can always find these critters under rocks and 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 so forth that will go out and do your bidding uh, because uh, it, it's in their interest to do so. But uh, I don't see compromise as part of their uh, uh, their game plan. No, I don't think so either. They want chaos. They're agents of chaos. Uh, they want to cause problems, cause uncertainty, so that they as a team of Trump fucks can actually make the decisions. They want somebody they can use as a puppet who is Speaker of the House. And they feel Kevin McCarthy is too easy on the Democrats, which isn't necessarily true. Now, I heard overnight Kevin McCarthy was talking to them about some concessions. And one of the concessions they wanted was that uh, these MAGA fucks be put in plumb positions on committees. And yep. Kevin McCarthy, as he tends to do, says, sure, anything you want. I just want the speaker's job. Yeah. And I, I don't know why he wants it. It's not like that much of a pay bump, you know. And no. uh, history history is not going to treat him well any more than it did John Boehner or Paul Ryan, who suffered the same fate. Let's right. face it. I mean, this is this is not new. This has been going on for a while. The, the last, uh, I guess I would call successful, uh, a Republican Speaker of the House with Dennis Hastert, who turned out to be a friggin' pedophile. So yeah. that, that tells you something about uh, the leadership of the Republican Party. Yeah, the leadership uh, leaves something to be desired, certainly. Um, but here's a question. Here's something that somebody brought up. So now he gives in to some of these concessions for the MAGA fucks. Does that turn off some of the moderates and the conservatives that are voting for him and say, whoa, wait a minute, you're not going to put those fuckers in prime committee positions. Now does he lose votes from the conservatives? And, and, Absolutely. And, yeah, Absolutely. I would think so. I would think so. You know, I mean, they have to look at it, and, and I know they're looking at it this way right now, saying we look like jokers. I mean, when you've got Sean Hannity and other people over on Fox – uh, you know, proclaiming that they're looking like jokers and so forth, then you know you've lost Fox, except for, of course, Tucker Carlson, who is is a friggin' Putin, um, I don't know, slave, what do you want to call it? Cody? Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's the only one who's still uh, uh, on the uh, the side of the, what they're calling him now is the Chaos Caucus, you know, rather than the Freedom Caucus, because obviously they have nothing to do with freedom. They want to restrict freedom in every way possible. So that uh, they stole that uh, that word, and I don't let them have it anymore because it's nothing to do with freedom. No, and it's a weird situation now. You know, back when we had the 2020 election, it was like, okay, you've got the Republicans. They're all fucking crazy. They all vote for Donald Trump. You can lump them all together. And now we've really got three factions, three or four factions. Oh, yeah. I'll say the conservatives, the moderates are pretty much in the same faction. they trying to have reasonable minds. Um, then you have the MAGA fucks, the Freedom Caucus, who are just fucking off the charts crazy. And then you have Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy was part of that Freedom Caucus group, and so was Marjorie Taylor Greene. But Kevin McCarthy wanted to be Speaker of the House, so he had to try to ride the line a little bit so he could get enough votes to be elected, which, of course, he hasn't been able to do. Marjorie Taylor Greene 
put her eggs in one basket in that basket that's being carried by Kevin McCarthy thinking, well, if I can just stay close to him when he becomes Speaker of the House, then I'll have power. Well, it looks like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene fucked up again because I don't know that Kevin McCarthy is going to be the uh, Speaker of the House. But the question is, it's been two days going on three days now since the Republicans have essentially the power in the House, the thing that they've been begging for and, and, and bragging about. But in these first two coming up on three days, they have done fucking nothing. And the, 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 the House of Representatives, representatives is essentially paralyzed. They can do nothing. They can't even, uh, swear in fucking new, new people or people going to, to, uh, um, leadership roles or anything like that. They can't do fucking anything. And that nope. may, that may be the, an example of what's the next two years to come, because that's what they specialize in. Absolutely. Well, you've got to look at these people, the mega people I'm talking about here, uh, unlike Kevin McCarthy and unlike uh, people that have gone before him and, and what we think of as, quote, mainstream to a degree, Republicans, they spend time, they come in as freshmen, they sit as backbenchers for a, a couple of terms, and then then they get bumped up a little, and eventually they'll get a committee chairmanship maybe or assistant, or they'll get to be a whip or something. They'll get some sort of position, right, if they keep getting reelected. Now, these people want to come in and be in charge right away. And it's very, I mean, where do they, Where if I want to work for General Motors, I'm not going in as CEO. It's, it's, no. it's simple. It doesn't happen. And, uh, but that's, that seems to be what they want. They don't know how things work. They don't know, uh, how the, 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 uh, the rules work. They don't know any of this stuff. And, uh, all they can do is run their mouths. I don't know if you've seen any of, uh, Laura Bobbert. Um, um, she's been interviewed both on Fox and other places. And the woman has not a coherent thought in her head. All she's got is these catchphrases. And, uh, uh, you know, Washington's broken and this and that and the other, you know, but uh, there's no solutions. There's uh, no real definition of what's wrong. Uh, there is slander. There's uh, backbiting. There's all of that kind of stuff. And it, it's funny to me that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates spent two years touring together, raising money. Yeah, they were buddies. They hate, yeah, now they hate each other. You yeah. Know? Because Marjorie Taylor or Kevin, I guess, he went to her and said, look, I know you got some power here. I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you, right? And she right. came over to his side. He won her over. As it stands now, she's not got a single committee assignment and doesn't like she's going to get any. So, yeah, she's totally fucked herself. No, she she attached herself to Kevin McCarthy thinking, oh, I'll get some committee assignments back and – I'll be tight with Kevin McCarthy, and 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 it turns out she's probably wrong. I mean, the big problem for the Republicans, I've said this before in other podcasts, maybe I've said it with you. At this point, I think that the Republicans would have been stronger had they lost the House, as Absolutely. opposed to winning by a slim margin. Because then they can put all the blame of nothing happening in the House on the Democrats, and come the 2024 election, they have something to campaign on. Now, 
because we know nothing's going to go on because they can't get get together enough to vote uh, the easiest vote there's going to be, and that's for Speaker of the House. That doesn't bode well for what we can expect for the bills coming out of there or the investigations or anything. How are they ever going to agree on anything? And ultimately, they'll get nothing done, and it will be horrible for them in 2024. Oh, that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, this this really probably is the very best thing that could have happened to the Democrats looking ahead. Uh, I don't see a big turnover in the Senate in 2024. I don't see a turnover in the presidential uh, office either. What I do see is the House losing more Republicans because just what you say, they've been car. What have they been carping about? Inflation. They've been carping about the border, right? And and a, and a few other things they've been concentrating on. Now the ball's in their court. They have the ability to bring up bills, pass them uh, along party lines. They can do that, and maybe even pick up a few Democrats. Who knows? But they they could do that. They could legislate. They could make things different. But they won't do that. They've already said what they're going to do. They're going to try to impeach Biden. Of course, they have no grounds, but they're going to try to do it anyway. And the, uh, the the secretaries of various uh, um, cabinet posts that they think are doing a bad job, and and uh, Fauci and all of these people, all of these investigations they're going to do to find the truth and all. It's a waste of time because they can't. Even if they do it, even if they impeach Biden, even if they find him guilty, the Senate won't. No, they won't. But I just don't see how they're going to even do it in the House because of the division in the House. You've they got won't. the you've got the MAGA fucks wanting to do it, but you've got the other people, the conservatives, the moderates, what have you, whatever you want to call them. They're trying to get as far away from Trump and Trumpism as possible. They've only really got two options here: to be associated with the Trump fucks or somehow work with the Democrats. And I can't imagine um, for an impeachment thing, which is absolutely ridiculous, there's nothing, nothing to impeach him for, I can't imagine the moderates and or the conservatives getting on board with MAGA. That They don't want to be anywhere near those people. So the other option would be to vote against MAGA. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really do think what's going to happen is that Joe Biden will do two terms and they will set their sights uh, beyond 2024 to 2028 and, and hope to get back in power at that point, which which they're sometimes able to do because people have short memories and they can yeah. get how screwed up the last Republican administration really was. And actually the one before that and the one before that. They forget that crap. That's why we're here to remind them right. of, uh, of how screwed up all Republican administrations since Eisenhower have been. Uh, well, every one of them. Um, Nixon probably the best of the bunch, even though he got in some trouble with Watergate. Reagan, horrible. George Bush, horrible. George Bush Jr., horrible. And Trump, even more horrible. Although I do think Reagan was the worst because he was uh, uh, he was more effective, and I even throw Clinton in because he was kind of Republican light. Let's face yeah. it; I mean, yeah. he de- he destroyed welfare as we know it. He he uh, did a lot of really rotten things that uh, um, when you know what they were, <laughs> he yeah. got impeached. He got yeah. uh, he, his whole second term was a waste of time. So uh, he was not successful either. So. Um, I'm, 
ultimately, though, uh, they can't really believe that they're going to get power in 2024. Uh, what they would have hoped for, as you say, was to, if they hadn't taken back the House, was to be the opposition party that would keep pointing out the failures of the, the Biden administration. And that would have given them a position of strength, maybe going into 2024. But now they've got the reins and they have to move the wagon and they're not going to be able to do it. Well, their only strategy is to own the libtards, and you can't yeah. you can't do that on the offensive. You got to be on the defensive to do right. that. Um, and you you suggested something that that um, we have to look at. You know, you were saying twenty twenty four the Republicans can't come back by then. They've been decimated as a party. It's going to take five to ten years before they even hope to come back to some kind of normality. They've got to do what they can to eradicate the MAGA party because it's just ruining the Republican party and it's holding them down. Uh, they've got to find a way to get rid of that and shut that down. But time isn't on the side of the Republicans no. because as we've talked about before, um, the millennials and the Gen Z's played a big role in the 2022 election. They'll play a bigger role in the 2024 election and what I'm hearing is that by 2028, millennials and Gen Zs will be the majority of the voters uh, in this country, which means fucking Republicans are done. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, remember, too, there's the DOJ hovering just off uh, stage here. Uh, after this debacle is done, if there's any justice in the universe, there's going to be some trials. Uh, number one would, of course, be Donald Trump. Uh, there's several different ways that uh, that he could keep, be convicted of several different things. <laughs> it doesn't really matter which one it is. Uh, and he's going to have to face all of them, and that's always going to be in the public eye for the next day. I mean, if the DA, DOJ does their job, which I believe they will. But it's not just Donald Trump. It's half of these MAGA people. I mean, yeah. look, at the, look at who you got here. You got... Lauren Boebert, who the day of January 6th starts off the day by uh, tweeting, it's 1776. Right. She, uh, she, she tells them the whereabouts of Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she sends out that tweet. In the days before the insurrection, she gives tours to people who are, who are posing, uh, giving white supremacy signs. I mean, uh, this woman is guilty. She's guilty of being part of the insurrection. So, so is Jim Jordan. So is Andy Biggs. So is, uh, well, most Paul of Gozar. Uh, Paul, Paul Gozar, Gozar, Jim Jordan. Yeah. Walmart. You know, these people are all guilty, and I fully believe that they will be indicted and that some of them will go down. Uh, I think I think a lot of them will go down. Um, you know, at this point, if the DOJ doesn't prosecute anybody, doesn't prosecute Donald Trump, the heat will be so hot and it will be so bad for the Democrats. It will be so bad for the DOJ. They can't afford not to start indicting and prosecuting people. I mean, the problem they have is the J6 committee has thrown out all the evidence and there's some pretty compelling evidence there. Yep. Um, the DOJ can't just take something and hide it at the bottom of the pile and say, oh, nothing there. I don't feel like. I don't feel like prosecuting that one, so we just won't talk about it. They can't do that because we all fucking know. So that puts a lot of pressure on them, Jack Smith and 
Merrick Garland to actually do something. I don't think they need that pressure, but um, it is putting some pressure, and I think that will come. To be perfectly honest, if the DOJ would have come out and done the indictments, especially with those sitting members of Congress, we wouldn't be going through this shit anymore with the House of Representatives. The DOJ could have stopped this. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that the fact that the House is paralyzed now and can do nothing, there are some some possible problems for the country because of that. Yes. All these people that aren't, aren't, uh, all these people have to be sworn in again, and none of them have clearances anymore until right. they get a speaker. And if they don't have clearances, they can't go into skiffs and look at uh, top secret documents and make some decisions. Hell, they can't even vote on anything. They can nope. do nothing. It's like we don't have a House of Representatives right now. And that is a problem for this country. Yeah, you know, the contrast, you have to look at what happened yesterday. The contrast between the Senate and the House is glaring. Yeah. I mean, here you have President Biden and the uh, the Republican head of the Senate, uh, you know, fist bumping over this uh, this uh, infrastructure deal that, that they struck and complimenting each other and so forth and saying we can work together and, and just showing that it is possible to do that. The contrast between that and what's going on in the House should lead every American to go, man, that House is screwed up. How do we fix that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 um, it's inevitable that the Democrats and the Republicans will work together at some point because Republicans only have two choices. Are you MAGA or are you normal? And if mm-hmm. you're normal, either you don't vote for anything or you try to work some deal out and make as much hay as you can with the Democrats. But you don't want to connect yourself to uh, the the MAGA group because that's a fucking losing proposition. It is, but, uh, you know, they are dedicated to destroying the federal government. That's what MAGA really means. Right, uh, it really right. means letting the states do whatever the hell they want. I mean, uh, during civil rights, uh, federal authorities came in, made sure that black people and other minorities could vote, uh, did so many things, uh, uh, worked to wipe out poverty, uh, income inequality, all uh, anti-pollution measures and all of that kind of thing. And the states hated that because they want to be these little fiefdoms where uh, one strong man like down in Florida where you got DeSantis already giving them the model. Uh, right. to be this, this petty dictator. That's what they want. If it were up to me, state governments would be dissolved. There wouldn't be any. It would all be from top down. I'm sorry. Call me a revolutionary. But uh, this is what has become, the states have become repositories of, of uh, insurrection because they're constantly uh, trying to keep the vote from being counted. They're closing polling places so people have to stand in line all day to vote. So many things that they do, it's got to be brought under federal control. So it's across the board. We see all these businesses now moving south uh, because the, of the, the, the no tax situation down, down here and so forth. Uh, it needs to be evened out. There shouldn't be 
uh, able to pick winners and winners and losers just because a state legislature somewhere cancels the income tax or or the corporate tax or something like that. We need a level playing field. Uh, every state has two senators. That means California has two senators representing millions and billions of people, and North Dakota and Montana have the same number of senators representing prairie dogs and cow pies. I mean, right. what sanity is that? That This was put in place 240 years ago by some white guys who wanted to keep rich white guys in power, and look, uh, they could not have foreseen the number of states we have, the number of people we have, how it's, how it's spread out. I mean, there's in a red state, there may be under a million people. Let me let me just interrupt here. Uh, the House vote is going right now. We've got uh, McCarthy with 20 votes, Jeffries with 16 votes. And here's the important vote. Representative Donald has four votes. Mm-hmm. One more. Kevin McCarthy's done one more yep. for Donald. And he's been getting 20 at a pop. And 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 I think what's going to happen here is if McCarthy loses for a seventh time with a similar vote, and it'll probably be the same as it was, 212, 201, and 20. That's what it was the last couple of votes. It's probably going to be similar to that. But then is when you're going to see the moderates and the conservatives start to move away from McCarthy. It's been seven fucking votes. We got to get this thing done. So... It's going to be interesting what happens after that. I'm going to watch this. As soon as we hit five, I'll let you know. Okay. Well, we I guarantee you Matt Gates and uh, uh, Lauren Boebert are both, got, both going to vote against. Uh, they're going to vote for um, uh, Donald. I guarantee that. R- right, um, right. So uh, out of the 19, if uh, I'll be surprised. Uh, let me put it this way. If he doesn't get... 15 at least it's over because uh the negotiations fail uh, right he wasn't exactly able to pick up enough to make a difference uh it, it won't it's done he make he may try to do it again but it's done well yeah you're right there i mean i and i i heard him making concessions and that stuff and i don't know that he has to win per se on this vote but he has to make some progress. Right. He's got to do better than 201. So whether he'll do that or not, I don't know. But uh, right now, he's still at four votes for Representative Donalds. He can't lose any more votes because you know, if he does, he can't win. Right. And even if even if he get like I say, even if he gets 15, that's not enough movement. That's not enough. You don't think so? No, I don't. I, I don't think that shows enough movement for all the negotiations and concessions that he's given over since the last vote last night. Well, all he's got to get to sh- to win is get 16 votes because there's 20 yeah. votes against. He, he can only give away four votes. So right. if he gets 16 votes, he can win. But of course, we got Matt Gates and Marge, or, uh, Lauren Boebert and the like. Uh, they pulled together five votes. So even if he gets fifteen, he's still one short. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, we'll see how it goes. I, I think he's already lost this one, but that's just my feeling on it. Um, 
I think they want that. I think the next thing we'll see is I really don't see Donald's being their candidate. I think he's out there for one reason right now. He's, he's black. a black man and Jeffers is black and they want to say, Hey, look, we got a black guy too. Right. <laughs> but, but I can't but, be racist. I have a friend that's black. Exactly. And, oh. uh, Donald has six now it's over well, for, there you go. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy fucking loses again. And if he gets 20 and it stays the same, I think Kev's done. Yeah, that's my prediction, too. You know, unless unless I don't know what concession he could possibly come up with now. Uh, give every MAGA a chairmanship. I don't uh, know. Make, make, um, uh, make Lauren Boebert uh, the, the minority, I mean, the majority whip or <laughs> something like that. Who knows? Here's, here's, here's the deal, guys. I'll give you all the chairmanships. I'll give you the, uh, the, um, the ability to to have a no confidence vote on me with just one one vote and and, and I'll make sure y'all get a happy ending too cuz that's about yeah. all he's got left to offer yeah free bubble up and rainbow stew coming your way that's it <laughs> you know he can promise all he wants but uh i mean let's face it i i i don't think there's a speaker in the world who could uh, go through a a whole term and not this one person off enough to call oh, yeah. his uh, we'll see the, the question, so to speak, and no confidence vote. And then the goal with MAGA is, is once they have him hamstring like that, they can pretty much control him because they know that, that Kevin McCarthy is a weak motherfucker. So he gives concessions to the, um, to the MAGA folks, but then he pisses off the moderates. And yeah. he may lose support there. He's in a no-win situation here. At this point, <clears throat> given all that he's gone through, I don't know why he still wants the fucking job. It's a yeah, no-win situation. I don't know why. Maybe he thought that this was his last shot. But, uh, you know, last time he ran into the same thing, he, he said, I don't see a pathway, and he resigned. I mean, he, he pulled himself out of contention. Um this time, uh, you think he could have seen exactly the same. Nothing had changed, really. As a matter of fact, he kind of got worse. So I don't know why he went ahead with it. it. He was doomed from the beginning. Now, I heard another scenario, and I've kind of laid out this scenario where the Democrats come into play. Now, there's no way Hakeem Jeffries is ever going to be elected Speaker of the House under these circumstances. But no. we, we have 212, 213 no. votes on the Democratic side. Somebody floated this idea. I don't know if it was the guy or somebody who's representing him. But somebody on the Republican side is floating the idea of putting former Representative Fred Upton up for the Speaker of the House. Now, if you don't know who he is, I don't, I don't remember what state he's from. But uh, he is a guy that voted to impeach Donald Trump. And then he retired, which was probably a good choice because he didn't think he'd get reelected. So he retired, but he's a very moderate uh, Republican. He voted to impeach Donald Trump. And the deal that was said that they would offer to the Democrats was this. If you give us the 212 votes or whatever we need from the Democrats and we'll get five or six from our side, here's what we'll do. Fred Upton will guarantee an equal number of members on each committee. 
meaning the Democrats and the Republicans would have an equal number, kind of like what the Senate had when there were 50-50 split. But by having that even number, it gave the Democrats a lot of power. Now, if that opportunity came up, that might be interesting. You know, I might even I might even sign off that one myself. What I would go for, though, if I were the Democrats, I would say you have to we will go with somebody. But you have to guarantee that they won't block the debt ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, when you're at that point, when you're at that point where you have bargaining chips, um and the Republican Party is just continually making themselves look foolish. Uh, I guess you can demand the world. I mean, yeah. they've even floated the idea, you know, some of the Republicans have been kind of grumping at the fact that, well, you know, if the Democrats just voted present or didn't show up, I mean, there nobody's all, we don't have a whole uh, House of Representatives for most debates. If the if the Democrats just didn't show up, it'd bring down the uh, criteria for how many votes you need, and then McCarthy could win. Well, why in the fuck would the Democrats do anything to help the Republicans? We know the they Republicans wouldn't. wouldn't do anything <laughs> to help the Democrats. Exactly, and that's what that, that's they are standing strong. That's why uh, that's why uh, that. Uh, the, their nominee has gotten the same amount of votes each time. Uh, they're standing strong, and they will continue to do that, I'm sure, because they every day, every vote, it makes the Republicans look that much more ridiculous, and it, it helps them um, sway public opinion and so forth. And uh, and we'll see uh, we'll see then what happens in 2024. I, I really think. If they can uh, keep reminding people of this, I mean, you had an insurrection and now they can't govern. Uh, that has to stick with some people. It has to break through the people who aren't total mega idiots. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, when we had Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House and the leader in the uh, House of Representatives, she was a little gangster. As much as she was an 80-year-old woman, she was very sharp and uh, understood the strategy and played it perfectly. Not as much would have gotten done had it not been for Nancy Pelosi. That said, we now have Hakeem Jeffries. And when I've seen him talk and I've seen his attitudes about other things uh, regarding the House of Representatives, I don't think we're losing much by bringing Hakeem in there and having Nancy leave. I think he's just as strong, just as smart, except he's younger. Yeah, I agree, and, and and that's a good thing. And he may he doesn't have the baggage. I mean, most people don't know who the heck he is. Uh, whereas uh, the the Republican Party has been doing a, a Hillary on on Nancy Pelosi uh, for as long as I can remember. Demonized, demonized, demonized Nancy Pelosi. Right, right, right. Well, they have the, they've got a new guy here. Nobody knows anything about. They nothing is stuck on him yet. If you know what I mean, he's right. uh, he's an unknown quantity. Yeah, I think uh, I think Hakeem was a, a good choice, and as I watch him, how strong he becomes, oh, and how hold strong. Hold the presses, hold the presses. What's that? Uh, my wife just handed me a note. Matt Gates just voted for Trump. Oh no, shit! I saw that it said other. Yeah, Matt Gates voted for Trump. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Wow is right. And well, that's a, not out of hand. That's not out of hand. Let's face it. It's possible. I, you, I'd love to see the, I'd love to see the speaker of the house brought up on charges by the DOJ. That'd be fun. But, but, but here's the thing with Trump. Here's the thing with Trump that, uh, Trump really supports Kevin McCarthy. So yeah. he's kind of telling the MAGA people, you know, quit doing this, quit doing this. So this was a smart thing by Matt Gates because Matt Gates says, I'm voting for Donald Trump. Immediately, Donald Trump, knowing his personality, will oh, yeah. drop support for Kevin McCarthy and say, yeah. I love those MAGA boys. I love that Freedom Caucus. And oh, he, yeah. they will immediately get him back on their side. To be honest with you, it's not worth jack shit because he constantly loses. But that's right. inter- that's interesting that he did that. Matt Gates well, has been I, kind of weird. He's been talking about a lot of st- stuff that kind yeah. of makes kind of makes sense that he would like the House to do. Um, and I don't know what game he's playing here because some of it actually makes some sense. I mean, I know he's a crazy fucking traffic sex trafficker, but. He's trying to do something. He's trying to rehabilitate himself somehow. Well, maybe, but it ain't going to work. I mean, I, look at the uh, Lauren Boebert. Was, was, she wasn't bad-mouthing Trump yesterday, but she was saying he was wrong uh, right. to back McCarthy. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot going on there, you know. I mean, I, knowing Trump, just have, hearing his name mentioned, immediately sent him into an orgasm and, and yeah. he's he may actually say yeah I'd, I'd be willing to do it you know uh, melania i need another diaper and this time yeah. i didn't poop <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh we'll we'll see well it's, we'll it's, see uh, if it's, any more of them jump on the bandwagon here well it's an interesting ploy donald's got 10 votes now there's one for other. Donald Trump has one. So that means, at the very least, uh, um, McCarthy's lost, right? M- McCarthy's yeah. lost, but he's probably going to end up where he's been the last three or four uh, uh, ballots because the 20 always go for the MAGA fucks and or whoever they're putting up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody defects, and we'll, we'll probably have that answer before we're done with the podcast here. So we'll... Yeah. We'll be doing this real time. I'll be releasing the podcast within minutes after we do it. Uh, it's not live, but it's you know we we do our best here with 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 the podcast. Um, you know, we were talking about MAGA and the Freedom Caucus. That's the weird thing here. I saw Lauren Boebert on MSNBC of all places, yeah. and. And they basically had to apologize for having her on. They said, look, she's part of the snooze story, and we had to have her on. We normally wouldn't because of all the conspiracy theories. And if she went to the conspiracy theories, we'd cut her off. But she's part of this news story. And she was also on Fox News with Hannity. Now, Now, the interesting thing, both these people asked her, and she could not answer, was, if not Kevin McCarthy, who? Yeah. N- never have they given a name. And it's like what we said before. It's almost like they don't want anybody else. They just want fucking chaos. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And I, I've never seen Hannity quite. Now, 
Well, the thing is, I don't watch him that much, to be honest with you. No, I don't uh, either. But, uh, you know, trying to get an answer out of her um, and her talking over him and everything, I found it quite funny um, that he was uh, that he was being so dissed by uh, by her um, because they have no love for Hannity or Fox News or anyone else. I mean, they are simply agents of chaos. They have. No real allies beyond themselves. Right, right. Well, and that's the point that Hannity made, and her name is Stephanie. Is it Stephanie Williams or whatever her name is on MSNBC? Um, They said, look, you want Kevin McCarthy to step back because he hasn't reached 218, uh, but he's gotten 201. Right. Your guys have only gotten 20. Yeah. Does it make sense that Kevin should be the one to step back and not the guy only getting 20? So no yeah. answer for that. Well, you yeah. know, things are going to change and we're going to do this. And it, it, what Lauren Bober did to Sean Hannity is exactly what every Trump fuck did to any uh, normal or left side media for the last six years. They just talk oh, yeah. louder and longer to try to try to uh, overtake. They say the nothing. And, and, and so, say nothing. Stock phrases, no solutions, no, uh, because they don't want solutions. They don't want a border solution, which uh, I, Joe Biden was talking earlier about uh, some of the things that he is putting in place that will make a difference. They don't want the border solution solved because they lose it as, as a, uh, something to complain about when the election comes up. Same thing with inflation. Same thing with with gas prices. Oh, oh, gas prices are horrible, horrible, horrible. So he releases oil from the National Reserve, which knocks prices down worldwide, and then he refills the reserve at cheaper prices, meaning we make four billion dollars on the deal. That's okay. pretty sweet. That's pretty shrewd for a guy who's supposed to be sleepy and uh, mentally defective. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that uh, um, these people keep complaining about all the things that Joe Biden did or didn't do. But the fact remains, in the first two years of his administration, he's probably the most successful president legislatively in the history of this country. It's hard It's it, it's hard to argue against that, especially when people are actually getting benefits from it. Uh, I mean, they fucked up. The one big thing that they campaigned and fundraised on was overturning Roe v. Wade. Well, they blew yeah. their wad last year. They lost the midterms because of it, and now they don't have that to campaign on. How much right. money did they get for that? And how much support did they get from Billions. the evangelicals? They did. And now they've got nothing. Now they've got to worry about inflation and that bullshit. Yeah, and, you know, what have they got left? The NRA? I don't know. I think the NRA is going to fall. I mean, there's plenty of Russian collusion going on there that they could nail all of them if they would just friggin' do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the one thing about the DOJ. Um, and, I, and I said this when Donald Trump's taxes came out. The troubling thing about Donald Trump, we see all the crimes he committed with his taxes. But we know for a fact that for 30 years he's been doing the same thing and never had a problem with the DOJ. We can also bet that everybody else that has money is playing those same games. So why for 30, 40 years has the FBI and the DOJ just been turning a blind eye to all this this, uh, uh, 
tax crimes by these people. I, mean, I guess it's because I would say it's they don't consider it their wheelhouse directly, but we have uh, the IRS and uh, their enforcement division to deal with that. And, um, and, and it's not really a federal thing per se for them to go after. Uh, the, we know that the, uh, Republican administrations have been, um, weakening the IRS forever. Right. right. They don't. I, and, uh, when, uh, when Harvard and Yale and Brown and Smith and all of the Ivy Leagues and all of the, University of Chicago, University of Virginia, when they graduate the economics people, they don't go to the IRS. They go to these big uh, accounting and legal firms whose only existence, the only reason for their existence is to keep rich people from paying taxes. That's where the brilliant people go. And they, they then they're, they're going against uh, state college graduates who are trying to catch them. I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's an unequal playing field. Plus, um, we know that Donald Trump's taxes were assigned to one person to audit. Right. That's insane. It's insane. It's criminal. It is, it is pretty insane when you think the Ways and Means Committee is far bigger than one person. And it took them a hell of a long time to get it and then to go through it. Um, now my question would be, to the IRS, the DOJ, if Donald Trump cheated on his taxes for 34 years, and if it's conceivable to think that other rich people are doing similar things, how much money has that cost the United States? Millions. And, and, Millions. and it, has, trillions. it has to be billions, maybe trillions. And, and, and we don't even have to raise their taxes. Just don't fucking cheat on your taxes. With that money, we could fund you know, health care, schools, whatever the fuck we've got to fund. But at the very least, these people should be held accountable and we should be collecting the taxes they owe, let alone whatever tax breaks they want. I mean, they're not they're not happy with just the tax breaks. They got to cheat on the fucking taxes on top of it. Exactly. Well, Biden, you know, got it passed that they will pay 15 percent of and uh, the the Republicans immediately said, "Well, we're going to roll that back." He also got money to uh, have more IRS agents, not eighty-seven thousand. That's bullshit. That's a projected number over uh, like a decade right. that they might add that many employees. And they're only going after people. They're only going to be auditing people who make at least four hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. And, uh, you know, of course, the Republicans are going, oh, they're coming after mom and pop and people who make $12 a day. You know, bullshit. You know, they're going after the tax cheats. Absolutely. And uh, and uh, uh, Trump had his own guy in there at the, the head of the IRS, so they didn't audit him. To, it was only when it was pointed out that he hadn't been audited that they decided to audit him, and they gave it to one person. Yeah, It's obvious. He should be... That guy should be in prison. No question. Election of duty. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. I'll just update you on how the score is going here. We've got Representative Donalds with 12 votes. Mm-hmm. We've got one vote for Donald Trump. And right now, McCarthy's at 132. Jeffries is at 126. This is probably going to end up just like the three times it went through yesterday. 
And this is not yeah. going to be good news for Kevin McCarthy. All right, we'll take a quick break and we will be right back. We are back and we are recording this in the midst of the seventh ballot to try to elect a Speaker of the House and it will fail again. Only because at this point, Representative Donalds, the uh, the Freedom Caucus nominee, has 16 votes. So there's no way that uh, Kevin McCarthy can get to 2000 or 218. So this will be a seventh ballot that McCarthy has lost. Now he thinks he's going to be this in in there for the long haul, and and the thing about it is is that that he's doing what all Trump fucks do. Don't believe what you see. It's all a hoax. So I'm just going to keep doubling down and keep doing this until you see it my way. And that never happens, of course. I got to think after losing seven ballots straight (laughs) over three days that some of these moderates are going to say, okay, enough's enough. We got to find some other fucking route here. I got to believe that he's any ballots after this, he's going to get less than 200. Well, look at who's uh, – so you've got Jordan and Scalise supporting him. Uh, are they going to back off at some point? Uh, I don't know. I mean, these are guys that are, you know, pretty much back of themselves, um, although they have separated along with Mel Marjorie Taylor Greene. So the magas are split. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if they can resolve this. We may be here next week going, well, it's the 48th ballot. and. Right. Uh, well, you know Nothing the record. Changed. The record in 1856 was 133 <laughs> ballots. Yeah. So I mean, it could go for fucking ever. But but when do the Democrats step up and say, okay, let's cut a deal, get this motherfucker done? Because over and above the 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 jokiness of the Republicans making fools of themselves, there is a downside to the country for having a non-existent House of Representatives. They are kind of important to the way we do business. So at some point, it stops being funny and somebody has to do something. Well, you know, part of the, this brings up something else that, that should be mentioned, and that is uh, the, the, the other um, Santos. Okay, here you've got this guy who's obviously a criminal. He's a, a pathological liar. And no he's question. just waiting. He's waiting to be seated. I mean, um, I'm sure within the Democratic Party, there are probably a few duds, right? Yeah, definitely. But, but I don't even have to strain to think of at least 10 total duds on the Republican side. They need some quality control somehow or other. It's not it shouldn't just be who can get elected. It should be who is a person who can get elected and do the friggin job. If I'm hiring a guy to wash cars, uh, I'm going to hire a guy I think who can do the job. They don't do that. Um, it, it is literally just if you're breathing, and, and that's not always the case, they've actually elected dead people a couple of times. So right. uh, uh, that should tell you something about the Republican Party right there. You know, it'd be interesting if they could get a Speaker of the House who was bipartisan. That may be the best thing. Just be there to run the show, make sure everybody does what they're supposed to do, not not have any um, 
any skin in the game per se, just to operate the House of Representatives. Let the, you know, let the Republicans, Democrats do whatever they have to do, but have a Speaker of the House that actually does the job they're supposed to do instead of just siding with one side or another, actually forcing these fucks to actually do the job that the House is supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal. I'd actually sign off on that. Uh, and uh, th- the problem is, of course, they don't want to give up the the agenda. They don't want uh, the speaker is the one who decides what gets to the floor for a vote. And they don't want to give that up or, or actually can push things to the floor for a vote. So uh, they don't want anything that they can't have control over. And uh, I don't see how they get that control at this point. I don't see a path to anybody getting the uh, the job at this point. Well, that, you know, that's exactly it. You know, when you heard some of the Republicans talking before this was all started and we saw what we saw, they said, well, if it does, if he doesn't get through, we've got the perfect candidate. Nobody would say who it is. It sure as hell, not Byron Donald. He can't get more no. than 20 votes. Um, then you hear them talk about Steve Scalise. Now, Steve Scalise, I don't see him getting as many votes as Kevin McCarthy because there's too too many moderates that don't want any fucking part of him. Steve Scalise has one claim to fame. Somebody shot him. That's that's pretty much it. If he hadn't been shot, you would never have heard of him. He's one of these uh, ironclad megatypes who really don't accomplish anything. And if I were... If I were a Republican, I would be looking, because I do this, at my representative and see what they're adding. My representative is Dana, uh, I mean, is Diane uh, Harshbarger. Right. She's accomplished nothing. No. She's accomplished absolutely nothing for the district in which I live. You know, she's cast votes the way she was told. And uh, she occasionally will will show up on the local TV station or they'll cover her giving a speech to the DAR or something, claiming something bogus or, you know, maligning the president or somebody. But she doesn't do anything. Uh, She hasn't uh, offered any bills other than maybe naming a post office. There's that kind of stuff. You know, she'll sign on to stuff that the. It's all crap, but she doesn't really do her job, which is to represent me. Right. Well, you know, you know, the thing is with you mentioned that Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump. Do you think that's that's their secret weapon that that they're sneaking him in there to get him all hyped up because they know he'll he'll get uh, erect from that and get him all on board and then try to get him elected. But. Same thing with Donald Trump. He can't get as many votes as Kevin McCarthy either. No, no, I, I, I don't see that happening. A lot of people thought he just misspoke when he said Donald's. They thought when he said Donald Trump, they thought he meant Donald, Donald's. <laughs> but oh, no, right. he clarified and he really meant Trump. He did the same thing with Jim Jordan the first day, you know, nominating him and pushing him, even though he was saying, no, no, I don't want it. And no, you know, but he went ahead and voted for him anyway. Uh, I think he's just being disruptive, uh, but I wouldn't put it past Trump to say, hell yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll save you. I mean, he loves that kind of crap. Now, now, one thing Matt Gates said, he says, if I have to, we'll vote in Hakeem Jeffries, which they could yeah. do, which they could yeah. do. 
you think he really meant that? Do you think he no. would be that disruptive? I can't imagine that he would do that. He might be. I don't know. I don't. I can't figure this guy out. I mean, I would have thought with the national spotlight on him possibly being, you know, sex trafficking 17-year-old girl, I would have thought he would pull back a little, but he decided to go the full Trump route, I guess, and just deny, 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 and and uh, push it. But, I mean, this guy was, was showing nude pictures to, you know, other, uh, uh, pe- other people in the house and that kind of stuff. I mean, this guy is just really a rotten piece of crap. Yeah, so he who is. knows what he's going to do. He's, he, he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, it's like playing Russian roulette with a loaded pistol. Yeah, <laughs> fully mean? loaded pistol. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. the thing is, I, I, I think you're right about the freedom caucus or MAGA is they don't have any plan at all. It's akin to what Donald Trump did with the DOJ. You remember this where it was uh, after the election and he went to the DOJ and said, listen, just say there was election fraud and I'll take it from there. Creating the chaos, the uncertainty, controlling the narrative. I think, I think the uh, Freedom Caucus in the House is just taking a page from Donald Trump's strategies. Yeah. In hopes to cause so much confusion that somehow they can pull it out in their favor at some point. Uh, that, that, that tells me there's a sense of desperation with those, uh, Freedom Caucus fucks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's, I don't even know if they know what they're doing. They just know they're making money. I mean, look at uh, Lauren Boebert when she, uh, when uh, when she took office, uh, her net worth was like I don't know under a hundred thousand. Yeah, I think she owed money. Now she's got forty one million dollars. So uh, mega pays pretty good, don't you think? That's a lot of escorting. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is uh, this is the thing. I mean, she gets every time she goes to one of these events, and gosh, it seems like they have one a week. It's hard to know who's going to do more of them, Carrie Lake or her, but they're always there. They're always saying the same crap, and um, they're getting they're getting these big paychecks, probably a million dollars apiece. You know, you don't. Yeah. It doesn't take long before it adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you've got all the stock tips and everything like that. Well, you got to wonder if she's she's also not emulating Donald Trump and uh, Epstein. Yeah. We know that they're all very big on blackmail and getting their money that way. Yeah. And she would be just the type of gal to do some blackmail. Oh, she, yeah. she, she, she's probably attractive enough to entice some of these old white fucks, get some video on them and then start getting payments. I'm not saying that happened, but I could <laughs> see it happening. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I think she's past that. I think she, uh, I think she and Ted Cruz got together and she got her start and and that's all she needed. I mean, really, she has certain she's been able to develop this. Uh, it's almost like a, like a comedian who uh, who does the same act night after night after night. Right. Eventually, the, it's it's rote, you know. Right. And that they know exactly when to to hit the rim shot and all of that. That's what she's been learning uh, for during her first two years in uh, in. Uh, the House Representative, is she's got her spiel around. She's got uh, she's got the whole act now, and she just goes and delivers it wherever she goes. You could see that when she was being interviewed. She she can't talk and think. She's just no. got to talk. 
She's got she's got to talk, and she doesn't say anything, and she's clearly very stupid. But here's another theory. We know that she and Ted Cruz got together. We don't know if it was sexually or not, but, you know, <laughs> according to Donald Trump, uh, Ted Cruz's wife is ugly. So, you know, maybe you want to branch out a little bit. But think about this. Ted Cruz. If Ted Cruz wanted to have sex with Lauren Boebert, it could have cost him $41 million because that's what it would take for anybody to have sex with Ted Cruz. Well, and this is, this is, uh, this is true. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm reluctant to lay that at her feet just because, um, that's an easy one to hit women with, right? I mean, yeah. and there's no counterpart for men. I mean, Ted Cruz goes out and hits a prostitute. He probably gets points with some people, just like Donald Trump did. Trump goes to see Stormy uh, Daniel, Stormy Daniels. Is that it? The Stormy, yeah. anyway. And, and uh, you know, he pays her $130,000 and deducts it from his taxes. And it does him no harm. None. If a woman had done the same thing, if if Hillary Clinton had got an itch one night and brought in a male escort, that would have been it. She'd have been done, you know, or or any other uh, Democratic woman or Republican woman for that matter. So I, I'm a little reluctant to lay that kind of stuff on her, even because I don't know for sure. I know she was registered with a, quote, modeling agency that's mostly an escort service. And so was Marjorie Taylor Greene. We know that. I've seen the photographs. Uh, so, but uh, did she and Ted Cruz get it together? I know there was something. He gave her a start. So uh, we know that for a fact, too, as to whether anything beyond that. I don't know if, if we know that uh, or we even need to know it. Uh, anything to do with Ted Cruz is an indictment in my book. Now, um, I, I guess I could run for office because I can guarantee you I've never worked as an escort. Me either. And had I, I would have probably failed. We do have yeah. a fi we do have a final tally on the seventh ballot. Once again, Hakeem Jeffries gets the most votes with two twelve. Representative Kevin McCarthy gets his standard two hundred one. Representative Donald's got nineteen. Donald Trump got one, and one is present. So nothing has really changed other than that wild hair vote for Donald Trump. So nothing has changed for Kevin McCarthy. He gave up the store. He was begging and pleading last night and didn't gain a fucking inch. No, not really. I, I, I Did some Democrats not show up to vote or something? I would have thought, uh, I'm sure they didn't vote for anybody else. Well, you know, that's what I've always wondered. I, I was under the understanding that Democrats had 213 reps, but Every one of Hakeem Jeffries' votes was 212. Right. Last three or four votes, uh, Representative McCarthy had 201. That stayed pretty steady. Now, Donald, the last time, had 20 votes. Right. Uh, and one present. He has now 19 votes, and that's because Matt Gates voted for Donald Trump. So that's why he's right. at 19. So all the votes are accounted for, at least the votes we've been seeing up to this point. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why the Democrats only have 212. Not that it really makes a difference at this point, but that's yeah. the way it's been shaking out every every nomin every uh, ballot. 
I, I somewhere in the back of my mind, I think somebody died or something, but I can't remember. That hasn't been seated yet, though. So the, the people that haven't been seated are being allowed to vote, I believe, right? Yeah, I got that question. Uh, people were asking me how George Santos is voting for Speaker of the House if he hasn't been sworn in yet. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people. Well, nobody's been sworn in as yet. Right. And and yeah. since since the previous Congress is gone now, yeah. They've got to count the votes uh, from the uh, the 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 uh, uh, electees coming in, and and there's another factor to this that I brought up on the podcast uh, is that because there is no Speaker of the House and the House is pretty much stagnant, there's no fucking rules. You notice you notice the cameras there are doing whatever the fuck they want now because there's no rules. It's like the old West in the chambers of the House of Representatives. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and I've, I've uh, on Twitter, I've seen this asked several times, and no one has an answer. Uh, we saw uh, Lauren Boebert yesterday put out a video of talking and, and pointing out uh, that uh, she says Pelosi's house is now the people's house because they took out the, the uh, um, metal detectors. And yeah. she was you know, showing them, dismantling them. Who gave that order? There is no speaker. There is no authority. Who said we're taking those out? I don't understand that. I don't know who would have done that. What authority did the Capitol Police do it? I don't know. There could have been no vote. They can't vote on shit. They can't do Uh anything. Uh, And like I said, by having a paralyzed house of representatives, that kind of puts the country in a bad spot. It, yeah. it, it's not a safe spot to be in. And, and once again, we'll remind you the reason we're in this spot is because Republicans, more specifically the Freedom Caucus or the Trump LaFucks or MAGA or whatever you want to call them, they are risking security in this country. They're not getting anything done in the House of Representatives. And it's not because of the Democrats. The Democrats have done everything they're supposed to do, um, but the Republicans continue to put everything on hold. I guess this is in line with what they want to do about crashing the country by by not um, extending the debt limit or the budget or whatever. They don't care. They want it to be a fucking mess. Yeah, and, and this is insane. This is pure, unadulterated, gibbering insanity not to raise the debt ceiling that causes the country to default it reverberates internationally what yeah. they want to do they believe i you know it's it's they're playing chicken is what they're doing or what they will want to do and that they will trust that the democrats will be the adults and uh, we'll negotiate with them uh, to either cancel or make substantial cuts to Social Security and Medicare and other welfare programs and, and um, uh, other, um, other social programs. That's what they're banking on. That yeah. uh, it, It's a chicken thing. You know, will, will you let the government default? And, well, and they're betting that the Democrats will be adults and not let it happen. Um, that's a typical bully tactic, though. Keep yes. pushing, keep pushing until they give. The only time they lose is when people don't give and slap them back. 
And that's what the Democrats really have to do now. They have to play every game and beat them at every game. They've been doing a pretty good job of it since the midterms, but but they've got to get tougher and they've got to get meaner and they got to get some help from the moderate Republicans too. The goal is well, to this- get rid of MAGA and the Republicans need it more than the Democrats. Right. Well, we know that the Senate will, will, uh, the, the cooler heads will prevail. And, uh, uh, somebody's trying to call me, so it'll take a second here. But, uh, let's see. There. I sent it to voicemail. You still there? Yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem. But, th- the uh, uh, we know that the Senate will go along and they will raise the debt limit. We know that uh, right. because they're not they're not insane. Right. Um, if I were the president, and and it came to that, I would say uh, it's my responsibility to the country to uh, um, not let this default happen. I'm raising it on my own. Right. Uh, you know, sue me. Yeah, and I think that would probably happen. Joe Biden would do what he had to do if the Republicans tried to pull this shit off. I just don't see them having the power to do it. I think they have less power now than they did when they were the minority because they aren't together. They're divided. And, you know, we should have expected this. As much as they went after the Democrats, um, it's not surprising that they're going after one another. It reminds me reminds me of, you know, when you have a relative, say a mom or a dad, who passes away and there's some money to be inherited, that's yeah. when brothers and sisters go head to head because when there's money, it all gets funny. Yeah. And this is about power and it's the same thing. Everybody wants more power than the next guy. The MAGA fucks don't like the moderates because they aren't mean enough or strong enough. And they're just going to fight amongst themselves, not only on this on this election of the Speaker of the House, but how are they ever going to pass a bill? How are they ever well, going to pass a bill? They're not. Well, they will none will ever be brought to the floor, obviously. But jumping back, you said about Matt Gates that he actually said a couple of things that made sense. And you're right. And I agree with him on one thing that he did say, that uh, it shouldn't be that these these mega spending bills are put together behind closed doors and then it's an up or down vote. Right. I agree with that. Why would he say that? that. Why would he say that? that? No, why would he say that? But I don't know. Maybe he wants to look like he's making sense. I've actually heard Lorraine, uh, uh, Lauren Bobbert say that too, uh, which is, uh, uh, I'll give him credit for that. I think that is absolutely true. But people have been saying that forever, but it never changes. And the reason it doesn't change is that they don't have debate like they used to have. Every bill, every portion of it should be open for debate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and if they have to work 24 hours a day, 48 weeks in a row, then do it. You're getting paid. If you don't want the job, don't do it. You know, right. let's get out of the way and let somebody else do it. But no, these guys have gotten, you know, most of the time they spend their time raising money to run the next time. That's what right. they're doing. Right. You know, especially the, on, 
especially the especially reps. The they're only they're all, the, the, the in the House of Representatives. They only have two year terms. They get right. in, they start working, and a year in, they got to start running for reelection. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they've got, you know, they get a lot of them get in in January and the budget comes comes up before they've got less than a year to get that budget passed. You know, so um, they need to look at the, the way they do things. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I there is no way that I say government is perfect. It's nowhere near it. It never has been. It probably never will be. But we can make it more perfect. That's even what the Constitution in order to a more perfect union, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, and some things really have to change. We have an immense amount of problems in this country and we can't account. We can't count on the Republicans to do anything. And we've got sitting members of Congress that were um, part of the insurrection. We've got uh Supreme court justice married to an insurrectionist. We've got uh, the IRS not doing their fucking job by auditing Donald Trump. We got to understand why that is. Why is it some people can beat the game? And it seems to be happening in every aspect of our government. People are given special treatment. You know, Merrick Garland can say as much as he wants that no one is above the law. I beg to differ. If yep. you're a sitting sitting president, you are above the law because of that little stupid fucking memo that says a sitting president cannot be indicted. We're still waiting. No, yeah, it makes it has no, no sense. force of law. No, yeah, no, that's it's just a fucking opinion. memo. Yeah, exactly. Screw it. Throw and it that, in the trash where it belongs. That, you know, and and that's the thing is they always say, well, that's not in the Constitution. Well, not indicting a sitting president isn't in the fucking constitution either. Right. If, if you break exactly. the law and no one's above the law, you should fucking get indicted. And, and unfortunately that's not the case. The next step here is we'll see what the DOJ does with people. We know for a fact are criminals because we've seen the evidence. We've heard the testimony. If the DOJ shits the bed on these people, we're in trouble in this country. I got to tell you, DOJ's got a lot of pressure on them now, but they got to fucking do the job and they better start doing it quickly because a lot of shit is happening. Like what's happening in the house. Now, this would not be happening if the DOJ had set out and indicted the people that need to be indicted, but because they haven't here, we are in a fucking shit show risking the security of our country and not getting anything done. That's right. I mean, we've we've put a lot of people in jail for the insurrection, for the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Lots of people in jail, under a thousand, I think. But it's it's getting it's getting up there, right? But yeah, these are right. the guys with the poles and 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 the, the bear spray and all of this, you know, that they've been able to track down. But the ones they didn't have to track down were Lauren, Lauren Boebert, uh um and uh Paul Jim Gozar, Jordan, Andy Biggs. Paul Gozar, Andy Biggs. We know they were involved. They went to the meetings. We have the texts. We have the, the voicemails. We have all of this. The the Mark Meadows, uh all of this this great stuff that the January sixth committee handed to the DOJ. Right. These people need to be in prison. <laughs> I mean, Roger Stone should be in prison again. 
I mean, uh, George Papadopoulos should be in prison again. All of these people that he pardoned once, they've got more stuff on them. Well, they, Steve, could, they could do it. Even, Steve, even Steve Bannon. I mean, right. Bannon. all yeah. these, Jenny Thomas, uh, Roger yes. Stone, um, all these fucks. I mean, even Alex Jones. We knew Alex Jones was there on the 6th. Yeah. Um, the, the the thing is, is that they, they, they've actually got to do something. Now, I was willing to be patient up through the midterms. I can understand why nothing would be done up to the midterms. I mean, I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand why they did it. Now, there's really nothing holding them back. And they need to act fairly quickly because we don't want these trials going in past 2024 uh, just in case a Republican gets elected president, because then there's going to be wholesale pardoning all over the fucking place. Exactly. And that's that's the thing we can't have again. But, I, you know, in general, and, and this is in general because there are no perfect politicians. I mean, Joe does stuff I don't like uh, yeah. to get things done. He makes compromises and stuff that maybe I wouldn't do. But... And he's had some baggage from the past that he's changed his opinion on, which I, I think is great. You know, if you if you're dogmatic, if you could never change, then that's a problem. Overall, in general, it seems to me that the Democrats try to serve everybody as much as possible, whereas yeah. the Republicans only try to serve their constituency. And that's the problem. They only want to serve the people who voted for them rather than everybody. So they will penalize uh, folks like you and me and further down the, the economic uh, ladder. And they will kiss those who have a lot of money always, whether it's corporate or whether it's uh, just, uh, you know, regular rich people with, uh, you know, family money from ages and ages ago. That's who they serve. Not everybody. And uh, they will let hedge funds destroy school systems in state after state. They will, you know, rather than uh, try to make sure that every kid gets a decent education. That's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats try to serve everybody. Republicans serve a small constituency. And, and Republicans will always say, we want smaller government. We don't want the government and federal government involved in all these things and doing all these things. Okay, fair enough. If you don't want the federal government to be big, if you don't want the federal government to be involved in, you know, people's personal finances or whatever, that's fine. But then let us stop paying federal taxes. Because we're paying taxes to get something in return. If you want yeah. to make it smaller and not give us anything in turn, well, that's a fucking problem. I'm not paying for shit and not getting anything in return. We're investing in our country, and we expect our country to be there for us. The Republicans are totally against that. They want to take as much money as they can from us and want to give us fewer services. I'm sorry if that bothers you and that makes government too big, but you can only do one of two things. Stop people having to pay federal taxes or provide the services that the people are fucking paying for. Yeah, and even when we pay the taxes and they give the money to these uh Red states. Tennessee's a good example. Texas, others, right? Uh, Louisiana, a prime example. Mississippi. 
Um, they get federal money that we put in there because they didn't, right? Right. Uh, and, and we tell them, here's all this money. Use it to expand Medicaid. They refuse to do that. Because of that, because hospitals are required to serve people at emergency rooms and so forth, especially in really rural areas, because they have not expanded Medicaid, they treat people for free. They right. don't get paid for it, and eventually the hospital fails and closes. There's hundreds and hundreds of hospitals that close this year because the states they're in refuse to expand Medicaid, even though federal money is paying for it. Right, right. And well, what I, are they doing? It's sitting there. They're they're not using it, or they're using it to build volleyball stadiums for Brett Favre's uh, daughter or uh, to pay him millions not to speak. You know, this is what's happening. And uh, that's right at the Republicans' door. That all is, all of it is. It's funny. We haven't heard much about that as of late. I mean, Brett Favre obviously broke no. the law, and he should be accountable, but we've heard nothing about that. That's that's a little weird. Not surprising, but a little weird. So well, it's you know who who has to bring the charges? A, a district attorney somewhere has to do it, and if he's on the take, it's not going to happen unless there's some sort of federal authority that can come in and override him. And unfortunately, maybe there isn't. Yeah, I mean that's one of the problems we have with our DOJ and the IRS and other legal organizations on the federal level, there are certain people that get special privileges and they shouldn't according to what their job is. And and that's one of the biggest problems we've got to deal with because if these people were actually held accountable to pay their taxes and be accountable for stealing money from the government, we'd have a lot more money in the government. We wouldn't have to raise taxes. We wouldn't have to fight to pay for Medicare or whatever else. So as much as getting the Democrats to oust the Republicans is a good thing, the Democrats to a certain degree have been responsible for some of that bullshit too. So even if we eradicate MAGA and we get kind of back to normal, People have always said to me, what if Donald Trump goes away, which he's almost done? And what if MAGA isn't a factor anymore? What are you going to talk about? Well, we're still going to talk about a, a, a government that isn't really working for us. That fucking shit has to change. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I could uh, – I had just done – I had just uh... – uh, jotted down some, a couple of things here that I figured we'd talk mostly about the vote in, in uh, for speaker and so forth. But yeah. the uh, how gerrymandered uh, the rural vote is right. in all of these red states. I mean, this is why uh, the Republicans have a fairly reliable and sizable uh, group of people showing up in the House of Representatives is because the states that they are in have been gerrymandered to the point that no Democrat can ever win. Right. So uh, um, that's that has to be addressed. There has to be some sort of federal voting rights or federal or judicial, which isn't likely to happen unless we expand the court. We can we got plenty to talk about. We have actual solutions that if they would just listen to us, <laughs> we could make this a utopia. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, to it, uh, unfortunately, 
in order to be a stronger nation, better off financially, it's going to require the rich people to pay more taxes, and it's going to require them to not cheat on their taxes and pay the taxes that are due. And and therein lies the problem with the Republicans. They're uh, buddy-buddy with the wealthy, and they're doing everything they can to keep them wealthy and in turn getting money in their pocket for doing that. It's all very fucking corrupt. It's always been corrupt. And I don't know how you fix it. I don't even know if you can fix it. I, I think we're maybe stuck with it. Well, um, and th- this is another thing I heard, uh, you know, they've been talking about earmarks, right? And these are things that senators said. It's just like, uh, it's almost like the president pardoning somebody. Nobody can question it, right? right. Well, with it's that way with the, the earmarks. You know, I want uh, two or $50 million going to this project. And you can't question it. You can't reduce it. You just got to uh, rubber stamp it. Right. right. And that's right. on both sides. They both have these. And that shouldn't happen. No. Every dollar should be debated. Every single dollar in my in my book. Well, and I don't care how long it takes. Expand, uh, you know, make them work. Right. Well, you know, if they don't debate this shit, what are they doing? That's the essence of their job is to protect this country, make sure money is used properly, appropriated properly, and to take care of the people of this country. They seem to have forgotten what the job description is for being someone in the House of Representatives or even the Senate for that matter. Yeah, I was. It was interesting. I, I saw on Twitter somebody had mentioned the the new the New York governor, um, Hochul. Hochul, Hochul, yeah, yeah, uh, that she was uh, going to appoint this right wing judge to the state supreme court. Yeah, and uh, the reason being is she didn't want to have to run against her for uh, uh, for governor next time. Oh, and Jesus. that that. that took me back a long ways to a movie called The Seduction of Joe Tynan, starring Alan Alda and a young Meryl Streep right. in a supporting role. And that was the plot of the whole thing. There was this older senator. Uh, he wanted one more term, and there was this real right-wing guy who was going to run against him, and he wanted the guy appointed to a judgeship so he wouldn't have to face him and he could finish his last term. You know, like a Chuck Grassley type of guy, right? Right. And uh, and Alan Alda was one of the ones who would either do make that happen or not. So, and and of course he caved and did it um, because that's you know one hand washes the other that kind of thing. But yeah. uh, um, or actually he blocked the judgeship, but but uh, you know kind of betrayed his friend, so to speak. Because he would, they guaranteed they guaranteed him the nominating speech at the convention or something. You know, it's wow. just yeah. horse trading and so forth. But that stuff has to stop too. And I'm calling out the Democrat on that. It, it shouldn't be that way. Now, the, uh, when we look at the House of Representatives or the Senate, I'm sorry to say this, but they're fucking dirty. They are yes. dirty, and that's why I always say it's not Democrats versus Republicans. It's really us against them. It's just that the Democrats are the lesser of two evils right now, so we're fighting against the Republicans to put out that fucking fire. But even after that's all done and MAGA is eradicated, we still got all kinds of problems in this country that we need to address. 
Yeah, and it, it's not just on the federal level. I have a, a friend that I went to school with, and this was before <clears throat> we moved back down here, but um, he had um, a granddaughter who was, uh, I don't know, two or three years old, and uh, she had seizures, and they found that uh, cannabis oil helped control the seizures, which, of course, was is illegal in Tennessee. Right. So he he went to the legislature and spent months lobbying each and every one of them trying to get the medical cannabis oil legalized because it worked. Right, right. right. And, uh, and he told me he was so disillusioned because if he walked in and said, look, uh, here's a video of my of my granddaughter. You see, this is her without the cannabis oil. Uh, you know, with the seizures and this is her with it when she's very calm and sleeping and so forth and can't you help me do this and it was always well what do i get out of it yeah exactly you know you know how can uh, how can uh, how can this help me you know if i bring this up i'm going to take a hit from the right wingers who are going to going to say i'm trying to legalize marijuana uh if uh, if you can get this guy to do it then 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 you know or 12 more, maybe we can do it. But he wasn't able to make any headway at all. And he, he was very disgusted. And, and uh, I had to commiserate him with him because I'll tell you, maybe I'm just a hothead, but I would really be, if, if somebody, if I showed them that and they, they shot me down, I don't know how I would react in yeah. that moment, you know? Yeah, especially if it's your kids. Uh, exactly. You know, but 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 the thing about it is, is that's the problem. They can't do anything for the general public, in spite of the fact that that's their job. They can't do it without somehow enriching themselves. And and to yep. me, that's the corruptness of of the of the uh, the body, whether it be Republicans or Democrats in the House or Republicans and Democrats in the Senate. There's always a um, uh, there's always strings attached to everything. Nobody gets anything because it's the right thing. They get things because, in turn, they'll get something that will be favorable th- to them. And it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's tiresome. Yeah, as, as, as my friend put it, all they do is trade votes. You know, I'll vote for your whatever if you'll vote for mine. You right. know? And uh, he couldn't get enough of them who would commit to doing that because they saw it as a losing proposition, even though it would help thousands of people that would also be able to be treated with seizures with this cannabis oil. Uh, that was not enough for them. Doing the right thing wasn't enough. It had to also be able to be exploited in some way. So did this guy have to go out of state and, and get oil? I presume he did whatever he had to do to get his kid to have what she needed. I'm not going to say, but <laughs> okay. you draw your, draw your own conclusion. I know what Let the fuck I do. Way. Let me put it this way. I have a friend in Minnesota who manufactures cannabis oil and ah. distributes it nationwide, legally. Yeah. I Personally, I'm, I'm not a cannabis user. I've tried the oil from time to time. Uh, and they've got the stuff that will give you a little bit of a buzz, too. I've tried it. <clears throat> I was never a big fan of marijuana back in the seventies when it was cool to smoke marijuana. And with the, with the, uh, 
the uh, um, gummies and shit like that. It's, it's just not something that appeals to me. But I know a lot of people who have benefited greatly. There's a lot of people who struggle with anxiety that take these uh, CBD uh, gummies, and it fucking mm-hmm. changed their life. Oh, why, absolutely. Why would our government be against helping people? I, d- I don't get it. Because, you know, this stuff is all over the place now. As much as it's not legal in Tennessee, it is legal in many parts of the country, and the world is not coming apart at the seams. It's actually doing some good, if not for these fucks that have to get something in return. We could be helping a lot of people. Exactly. The uh, I I to me it's a win win. Um, I know. Uh, well, Minnesota now has medical marijuana, but I know people who who get it through things that are you know. I mean, it's pretty easy. It's a pretty easy benchmark. Okay. Yeah. To get to get a prescription, it just is. You know. So. And they're going to make a shitload of money. And so it's the uh, state of Virginia uh, also uh, at fairly soon, probably after the first of the year. Now you can probably go to, I don't know if they've got dispensaries yet, but it, State Street runs right through Bristol. One side of it's Virginia, the other side's Tennessee. So it's going to be legal on one side, illegal on the other. What right. sense does that make? Federal it, it, legislation, decriminalization, first of all, just decriminalize it nationwide. It reminds me of states. It reminds me of the days in 1978 when I was 18 years old. I used to go into bars when I was underage in Minnesota, but in Wisconsin, the legal age to drink at the time was 18. Yeah. So all us guys would pile in a car go to Hudson, Wisconsin, get drunk off our ass, and then drive back, which was crazy in retrospect. But people are going to be doing that. And it's the same with the overturning Roe v. Wade. People are going to go where they have to go to get these things done. And it's ridiculous that people have to be put out this way just because some old white man thinks marijuana is evil. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. For some people, it was easier to get marijuana in the 70s, and certainly in Minnesota, where it was technically illegal, but I knew a lot of guys that had a lot of pot all the fucking time. They had no problem at all finding it. And There's and, no state in the country where that's not the case. Right, you know, there, right. There just isn't. Right, you just go down to the corner, whistle at a guy, he comes over, gives you a baggie full of the shit and you're good. So well, if it, if it's so prevalently used, why why not just legalize it? Gain some tax money and do some good for people. I I don't see the downside to this. I don't see people going off and getting into harder drugs necessarily from marijuana. Maybe maybe in some cases they do, but generally it's a help. Especially that yeah. medical stuff. Exactly. And this is the thing. I mean, uh, Tennessee was one of the worst, is, and Kentucky and Tennessee especially continue to be one of the worst states for uh, the pills, for Oxycontin and so forth. And and the legislature, our, uh, our esteemed Marsha Blackburn, one of the greatest enablers of that. 
right. with the pain clinic legislation and, and uh, blocking investigations and so forth and allowing all these people to get addicted to, to Oxycontin, which is a terrible addiction. I'm not even sure they can cure it. No, you no. know, you know, uh, but uh, they'll they'll enable that. But but they won't enable marijuana, which is not toxic, does work for, uh, you know, medical, uh, especially seizures, especially for pain and things like that. So that you don't even need the Oxycontin and so forth. There's good things about it. If it's just managed, that's all you have to do is do your job. Absolutely. That's all we ask. Do your fucking job. Well, Kevin McCarthy lost the seventh uh, ballot for the Speaker of the House. He lost the same way he lost the sixth and the fifth ballot. And guess what? We're going to have to wrap things up here so people can watch what's going on. But um, they got another eighth ballot coming up now. Looks like they're going to do three a day until Kevin McCarthy is satisfied and it's going to be a long time yeah so nothing's going to change on this next ballot i guarantee you no nothing's going to change and i don't even understand the point of it but ed thank you for coming by today it's always good to talk to you and get your perspective on things that are to come or happening currently and uh let's try to get back on track next week and have you here more than once a month all right sounds good to me dude All right, we will set something up. Thank you, Ed, for joining us. You folks at home, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.